What's up, guys? Carl, aka Dwarven here. Uh, welcome to the very first episode of Hardinxes. Um, before this episode starts, I want to give a quick heads up to let y'all know that we did have some technical difficulties filming this. Um, it was filmed the same day as the last Metal Dinxes episode, so if you watched that, you may know about it. Um, very simply, we just might have there might be some parts where the audio is a little bit quiet, and if we played any videos during the stream, you will not be able to hear it. Uh, this issue has been resolved, so for the next Metal Dinkus' episode, that will not be a problem. Um, but yeah, I do apologize for these technical difficulties, and hope you enjoyed the episode. The Metal Dinkus' Podcast presents... Okay, yeah, now we're back. We were, I don't think I forget that we recorded that. <laughs> no, we recorded that the night that Connor and Dustin fought for the second time. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember I was checking my phone every, like, I was I was pissed that I was missing it, and I was checking my phone every, like, five seconds to see what it did. D oh, yeah, I do remember that. I found out via Twitter seconds after it happened. Damn. So welcome back to Meldingses. We're back again. 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 Um, not only are we back, you might notice it's a bit of an upgrade. Yes, a little bit of an upgrade. Jack is bad again. Oh, Salome. You know the most recent follower, and you're here right now. That means a lot to Carlos. It does. Thank you for being here. I appreciate we you. We can use all the support we can get. My DVD came scratched, and I'm very sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have microphones, my guy. We have actual microphones. Get Mike a new mic. Let's go. I have to talk loud to Matthew. All right, let's get into it. So we got a little bit of a, if you're watching the stream, we're going to get a double episode. Yes, well, yes, you are. You know, I just realized I probably shouldn't have turned off the preview because I won't really think. Let, let me fix something real quick. Anyway, keep going. So. Yeah, you're getting a double. Double episode. Double episode. Double whammy. Double whammy, double whammin. Double the whammy, double the whammin. Okay. Thank what you. I, what am I looking for right now? We're going to take the first couple minutes to talk to chat, but once we get going on the segment stuff, we might there you a go. little bit of shitty at doing that. So. Yeah, so that tends to be the case, but uh, now that we're just getting started a little bit, uh, definitely try to keep Ask in chat. Hopefully, Mod God Mick is around to watch chat for some questions, some Banger questions. Speaking of bang, he'll just knock twice on my door and walk in. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So, okay. Okay. So, uh, welcome to the very first episode of Horror Dinguses. There'll be a theme song for the next one. There will be. Well, maybe by the time we upload this one, there'll be a theme song. Um, we'll just have to see. Very possible. You're a creeper. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, so this is the new series slash segment we're starting. Mm -hmm. um, it's started because we we watched this new Netflix horror series, Fear Street, um, and we realized we really liked it and we want to talk about it. So that's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're starting a new series. We're just gonna talk about horror movies. Yeah, we're gonna go in depth, give them reviews, talk about them. If it's one of sometimes, I guess. If it's, like, just a one-movie thing, we might group it up into, like, sub-genres of horror. Yeah, and, we, and, and or, like, or either sub-genres of horror, or we might group them in, like, one idea we were talking about is, like, grouping them in sub-genres of metal. Oh, of yeah. Like what they relate to. Yeah, we're going to. Um, but we'll see how we do that. That is still undecided. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so this is the very first episode of Metal Dinks. Uh, hard Dinks, sorry. We are these are uh new new movies, but we're very into 80s slashers mostly and 80s and 70s giallos yeah. and really anything with somebody murdering somebody brutally and titties. We're all that's, about that's that's what we're here for. I mean, look at our hats New York Ripper and the Ma Maniac. That's yep. fucking that DVD is like fucked beyond repair. I'm never gonna be able to. Yeah, he we ordered a bunch of shit off this website, including a Maniac DVD and a Prowler DVD. Maniac for Jared, Prowler for me. Maniac DVD came, it got dislodged from the little like thing that holds it, and it's a little bit of scratched. Could have gotten a refund if I never opened it. 
Only if you never opened it? Only if I never opened it. Because now they can't play. I could just scratch it myself. Oh, that's, that's fair. So. so, yeah, by the way, that's that's why we still have the stickers on our hats. We're not, like, assholes who, like, the stickers on the hats are just sweet. We, we literally just opened the box. Right Get some dust on your boots. <laughs> Another hat. I say that a lot. I like it. It's a good phrase. Or like, I've never, experience. I've never heard you say that. Wes has got it. I used it in a job interview the other day when I was doing that volunteer thing. Yeah. The guy was like, "So why do you want to work here?" And I'm like, "You know, I want to get some experience and get some dust in my boots." Nice. And I was like, "That was a good use of it." Self five. Self five. Wow, you have eighteen hundred views. I know. All right, let's get into the um. Hit the heart. Let's get into Fear Street. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, um. So. Theme song. Theme song. Theme song goes here. That was the theme song. <laughs> All right. Let's get locked in a basement. Got locked in a basement. Oh, banana peel. That could work. Uh, I've heard, like, it's not terrible. The scratches aren't deep. They're just, like, kind of surface level. So I think it'll be fine. I'm pretty much, what I was planning on doing anyway was just put it into my computer and download it. So what I might do is just put it in my computer, download it, and put it on another DVD. Ooh, smart. Yeah. It's the 4K restoration. That's what it's probably the DVD looking. I don't know how. Well, well, you, you got to see, though. It might not really be that bad. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. They're just very light surface level scratches. Yeah, so. I've, you know. Um... So, yes. All right, so let's get started into this fucking review. So, Fear Street. It, this was really cool how they did it in general with, like, splitting it into three movies. Yeah. Each in a different time period. Yes. Uh, I I think that was a really cool... And especially, like, the one that, that, that they started in 94. And I thought... They kind of, I think, it was funny. They did two eras that are not super represented in horror movie world outside of like super iconic movies which they clearly were re- like you know consistent 50 50 with the wolf yeah and then <laughs> and then for uh 1994 they screamed aspect. yeah um, which they apparently uh i watched a video where they revealed all the easter eggs mm. it was like the the girl who played ziggy like the one who was also in uh uh, Stranger Things. She did a video basically pointing out all the Easter eggs, and so basically, apparently, like that was a dir- it was very purposeful. It was oh, like yeah. spo- it was meant like they were specifically trying to show like, hey, we we really like these movies. So yeah. Check out check this out. <laughs> I think that's why we liked it so much too, because it's kind of like a love letter to a lot of some of our favorite movies. Yeah, and it was kind of fun to try to spot them for a fan of it, but then for also people who are not too into horror movies and maybe want to get into it, just not that into that type of movie. Yeah. It's a great film overall. And I agree. It's far from just a regular horror movie, a regular slasher, which I think has some drawbacks. We'll get into that later. Um, yeah. So, yeah, what's the plan? All right. Overview of movie. <laughs> so, basically, like, what happened is, um, without trying too many spoilers, there's the this girl who had a love interest. There's another girl they're from these two towns. One's Shadyside, one's Sunnyvale. Um, Shadyside, everything seems to go wrong in. Sunnyvale, it seems like it's a beautiful, perfect, pristine town. Uh, and many beautiful bottles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think about that quote the other day. God damn it. Um, Dude, I guarantee you, Sunnyvale, all other people's buttholes are very clean. Shady definitely. Side, on the other hand. Hey, hey, whoa! Don't. I I feel for Shady Side. Oh, you know? so do I. I relate to Shady Side. But so. like, they're cursed, so they probably just have permanent shit. Yeah, and that's what we're getting to. They're cursed for the. Uh... No, it's uh, well, yes, it is. Trailer Park Boys, but it's based on the R.L. Stein books, which existed before Trailer Park Boys. So what? Get cucked, Nick. Um, uh, I didn't know that was in Trailer Park Boys. Um, but yeah, so they. Um. It's all from this, like, this curse from this witch who was killed in the town years and years ago. Um, and then there's this killer who kills a bunch of people. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and the killer, well, they, well, yeah, they reveal in the first. It's pretty obvious. The killers keep happening. We're going to have to get into spoilers, so. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, so basically, like, the killers keep coming back to life. Yeah. 
So they get they see these killers. One of one of them's the killer, a killer who's from the seventies. One of them's from like the sixties, I think. Yeah, there's just 50s. a bunch of them. Yeah, there's fifties, there's twenties, and at the end we'll do our favorite. But yeah, and um, and I, what I really loved was that they had little clips of them. Yeah, yeah, them. they would. They had to sort of do a quick like explanation of who, like, because yeah. one of the kids who were there. No, he's he's making a joke. He's gonna turn his mic up. No, wait, like looking. Oh, I see what you mean. I know. You also need to bring it a little bit closer. Okay. Um, but I guess that's not it. Hold on, I got this. I got this. Mix mouth is gonna close this. I want this more on my face. It's not up to me. I can't just turn it up like. Okay, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm staying talking, and I'm continuing to talk. And, uh, okay. Oh, see, now if I talk like this, I'm good. So I have to just project a little more. Okay. Yeah, yeah cars are a lot louder. I didn't realize until he took off his headphones. Okay. Okay, I'm just continuing to talk. It's okay. Hi, 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 hi. Okay. Sorry, my riddling is going off, so I'm like introverted and like a clam. You are a clam, Scott Clam. Wait, let's talk at the same time. All right, that seems pretty similar. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm a little you, bit louder, you do, but you talk a little quieter. I'll talk a little louder. Okay, okay. I'll talk a little we'll, quieter. We'll talk to, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. Okay. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Good. Uh, <laughs> All right. Where were we? Where, who am I? We can't even do this right. Okay. <laughs> Fifteen minutes in, and we've got into like something you could have found out in the trailer. Congratulations, us. Um. All right. Where were we? Oh yeah, we were talking about the clips. So yeah, it's so like one of the kids is like basically he was super into the curse. The the curse the witch name was Seraphir. It was the curse of Seraphir. There's one kid who was like the main character's little brother. He like would spend all his time on the computer online on AOL Messenger. Keep in mind it's in ninety four. Um, messaging back and forth this one chick online, talking about all these ki- killers and this curse. Um so he knew a lot about all the killers. So when they found out that this was def- almost definitely the case, he sort of explained to the rest of the friends who were now involved in this who all the killers were. And with each time he sort of mentioned one, it showed a short clip of them killing someone. And it looked so sick. Yeah, I rewatched that multiple times. Um, just because I'm a huge fan of backstories. Like in Scooby-Doo and stuff, whenever the killer had, or whatever it is, the bad guy had a backstory. Yeah. That's what got me into it. I, that was always the part that creeped me out the most. It's like... Hey, Jared, still watches Scooby-Doo. <laughs> uh, dude, Scooby-Doo's fucking awesome. Scooby-Doo, Zombie Island, the Loch Ness Monster Island. one. Have you never yes. seen Zombie Island? Zombie Riley. Oh, my fucking... That's going to be the next one we I just do. said... I, I literally was just saying in a Scooby-Doo voice. Okay. Rombie Ryland. Dude, that one's so... They go to Louisiana, mm. and then they stay on this island where, like, they're, like, these voodoo werewolf cat ladies. Oh, I remember this and one. And they put all the peppers on their sandwiches. Is and, this like, the, the one where, like, one of the ladies, like, pretends to, like, be in love with Freddy? Yeah, and yeah. then like when and then turns on him, and it was like, yeah. oh, I really liked you though, but still turns on him. Yeah, and but like there's the one scene where they go back and they explained how they put the curse on everybody, and they were settlers and they were getting hunted. And, Interesting. And that's the part that gives me chills. I'm getting them right now. So it's just like that, like the flashback stuff. I love. Yeah. And backstory. I love. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Scooby Doo slaps. Anyways, let's get back on task. Um, but yeah, so, but I fuck, I did fucking love that though. The little clips of every killer. Yeah, right. Um, especially the priest. Oh, the fucking they priest. They did that so well. Him like tapping the, the fucking 
address, whoever played that. And if you notice, the first time, because he's in the movie for, like, the whole series for, like, probably a total of a minute and two seconds. Yeah, for real. Even when before he's, like, turned. Still, he's such a great character. like, one of the only lines he said was when the kids were playing, and he goes, I got eyes on the back of my head. Yeah. Well, they tell you in the first week, he fucking cut out, he cut out the eyes of all the kids in the town. Yeah. He locked them in the church, and. They got locked in the basement. They cut his own eyeballs out. Yeah, then they got locked in the basement. Yeah, they were fed. Raisins. Yeah. And balls of hair. That was a... Never to see the sunshine again. That was literally one of the coolest scenes. Well, we're skipping movies. That was one of the coolest fucking scenes in any movie Um, I've ever seen. But back to 94. So basically, there Mm -hmm. is... So let's let's introduce all the characters, I guess, in 94. So So there's the main character, Dina. Sam, her love interest. Sam, her love interest. A blanking on the others' names. Two yeah. of them die. Two of them are like close, and they're like close friends, right? Like they're like supporting yeah. characters out the whole movie. Very important. Yeah. Uh, one of them is like I guess Dina's best friend, who uh, Dina's little brother had a crush on. Little brother listened to Iron Maiden. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And eventually found out that the girl had a crush on him too, even though she's sig- like yeah, she, significantly she, older she, than she's him. She's like 18 and he's like 13. So Or like, fi- no, he's not 13, like 15. He looked like he was 13. I think he was supposed to, I think he was, supposed to, I think he was fi- I don't he, I think he was supposed to be in ninth grade and she's a senior. Yeah, like basically. That kind of thing. Still pretty weird if you ask me. I pretty agree. creepy. Uh, given uh, the circumstances, you but, know. But... It was it was a cute little thing they tried I mean, to do. I wouldn't, but who knows? Um, oh, she's a girl. He's a guy. She gets a pass. We're not gonna go into this. We are not going I'm into kidding. this. Um, um, I'm not. But imagine it was the other way around. Your, that movie would be canceled. <laughs> you were just doing the wolves again. You just did this. Yep. Mick, could you please stop stomping? <laughs> yeah, we could fucking hear you, my guy. Get the cum socks off your feet with your hands. You can't get them off just by stomping. <laughs> Mick wakes up every morning, looks at his feet, realizes they're cum sock, screams, stomps feet. <laughs> you <hear him> laughing. <laughs> wakes up every morning. Alcohol, liquor, booze. <laughs> Alcohol, liquor, booze, cum sock. Alcohol, liquor, cum sock. <laughs> Falls into the fucking nether. Um, Falls into my room. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's trying to do it. He's trying to, like, make a hole. I'm digging to China. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fuck. When I was in preschool, me and my friend said that we used to do that all the time. We always used to do that. And I heard a story from my grandparents that apparently one day we dug a big hole <laughs> and pissed in it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I haven't I haven't matured much mentally because a giant. <laughs> they asked, "What were you doing?" We went, we're making soup. <laughs> True story. Yeah, it's pee pee time. Yeah. We're <laughs> making soup. <laughs> yeah, we're stirring it with sticks and shit. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> it explains a lot about why I am the way I am. Because that's what you do when you dig a big hole. Duh. Yeah, you're supposed to piss in it. <laughs> anyway. Life is not about anything other than finding unique ways and places to piss. <laughs> Quote me on that. <laughs> All right, back to the movie. I'm like the John the Baptist of pissing. <laughs> We're like twenty minutes in, and we've still like we've gotten like a like what you've like we said the trip, the trailer. Anyways, so damn it. Basically, there's a killer at the beginning of the movie. He gets shot in the head, and then you know all this stuff starts happening. The kid who deals drugs—that's their friend—gets attacked by a singing girl, who you later find out is Ruby Lane, who's one of the killers. Yeah, and she was the 1960s one, and she basically murdered all of her friends while she was singing and then cut her own wrist. However, there was something I noticed. If you look at her face, there's all, like, scratches near one of her eyes. She cut her wrist. She didn't cut her own face. 
when you saw that kid Ryan, he had the bullet hole in his head. Yeah, because you got shot in the head from yeah from by the cop. the cop. And then the milkman's face is all deformed. I don't know whether it's that way when he did. I it really wish that that's one I wish we got more of a backstory for the milkman and the, the drifter. Grifter. Yeah. Anyways, so my theory is the way they die while they're like that stays with them. And I think, or like how the state in which they die, I think her eyes are all scratched because when she was slitting her friend's throats, they were clawing at her face. Oh, that would, that probably. Right? That'd be kind of cool. John the Pissed Fist. All right, yes. That's what you can know me as. Anyways, so yeah, they, uh,. Then they dig a big hole and see it. Why, once they're digging the hole, no, they find so they, the bones of Sarah. So they Pierce. go. So they go to the goddamn like a, a store, like a grocery store. The hole up, right? Yeah. And they cause they realize oh, oh, we skip, we're skipping a big part. Okay. The the part where they found out that one survived. Well, Berman, no. Well, no? they found out that because basically what happened is their friend Sam, when so basically the schools. After the first murders, where you're just convinced it's a crazy, it was a crazy person, the uh, Sunnyvale starts teasing Shady Side over, you know, their fucking a kid in their school getting brutally murdered. Yeah, that's that that Two that's, that makes sense. Yeah, and one of the kids being in the school as well, and they buy the same masks that the kid was wearing and chase them in a car. Basically, what happens though is, and and um Sam, who's uh Dina's lesbian. Love interest. She had left Shady Side of Sunnyvale and was dating a guy. And basically, the whole point was that she wasn't comfortable with her sexuality, so she was hiding it and pretending to be straight, even though she and D- her and Dina were actually still very much in love. Yes, and the mom uh, was kind of like Sam's mom. Was mom like, was a bitch. Yeah, fuck her. That, that's that's what it boils down to. Fuck her. Yeah. Every homophobic, homophobic piece of shit. Sucked. Um. Anyways, so yeah, and then basically what happens is the car. There's a car crash at when Dina and the valedictorian girl, that's her friend, try to stop them with some Gatorade, and they accidentally throw out the whole fucking tub. Yeah, and the car crashes, and Sam stumbles out of the car bleeding, and she finds Sarah Fear's bones coincidentally, and bleeds on them, and bleeds on them, and and then. She gets images flooded to her head, basically. That's what happens when you bleed on the bones. You get images of, of Sarah Fear. Of Sarah Fear and the past killers. Prompts the killers to come after you. Yes. So that was kind of, And then they realized if... They, they realized there was one case where one of the people died for a couple seconds, and then they came back to life, and they said, go, okay, that's going to stop them. So we have to kill Sam and bring her back. Yes. And, and basically, they, like, the killers are kind of like animals in the sense that they go after the blood of the person. So, yeah. if, like, you cover somebody in their blood, they'll chase that person, too. Which comes uh, becomes a big factor in the third movie. Yes. And also becomes a big factor in this one. Yes. Where, so basically, they go to this grocery store, and they're like, they're like where's the place where we need to go to kill our friend? Oh, they go to the grocery store because that has the pharmacy in it where the friend works. Yeah, so that they could get all the drugs they needed to to kill her and yeah, make her, her overdose. Yeah, and then bring her back to life. And then she pulled a page right out of my book, took her meds, and threw them up immediately. Yep. Um. And so she had to drown her. Yes. And while her friends, covered in her blood, were running around being Try- chased by killers, and two of them. Spoiler alert. Got got yeah brutally. All right, we're gonna spoil how oh they died. Oh my god! Skip okay, it the in five the, seconds. The, yeah, the girl, the who was a valedictorian, who was yeah. one of the friends, who uh, at this point has kissed the little brother. They are now they like each other. So Both the pedophile like valedictorian. She, she she gets put through. You know those bread slicers that's got like the blade that slice bread yeah, perfectly. She got put through one of those. It'll slice a whole loaf into 12 slices. Yeah, and they put go. it put her head through one of those. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. And, and then, then the other, the other, the other guy, guy got, got took an axe to the head in a very brutal fashion. Yeah, that was fucking sick. And then basically the only people that survive are Dina, what's her face, and Sam and her Sam. brother. Yeah, her brother. I can't remember. I can't remember the brother. I'm singing yeah, her brother. Yeah. All right, anyways. So basically, they think everything's good. They talk to the cop. He's like, you look like you just died. And she's like, oh, just shock, I guess. Because <laughs> she just died and came back to life. Get it? Ah. And then um, 
Yeah, basically then uh, Sam and her are chilling in bed and... They get a call. They get a call from Cindy C. Berman that says, who's the girl that survived? And she's like, it's not over. It's not over till she says it's over, which she being the witch. And then while they're on the call, Sam walks over to Deanna and she's like, what? And then she looks down to realize Sam had just stabbed her. And Sam was acting like a crazy person going... So she tied her up with the phone, the phone cord, yeah. and went over to see Berman. And but that's this is where the that's where the next movie starts. So let's start now by can you rating the first movie. Just one thing: Can you imagine if, like, like why pick Sam? She's like this tiny, like she's the only person that could have been restrained in that state with a phone cable. <laughs> that's true. Um. I think it was purely because they were getting close and yeah, and close. she already starts to know yeah. about it. So if he gets rid of her, it would be like two birds with one stone. Get rid of one person who knows too much and also kill someone who's close. The people who also know a lot. So yeah, this was re- this one really surprised me because when I started the movie, here was my state of it. I was with my girlfriend and we were just chilling. And I saw it. It was like on like Netflix's most popular because it came out two days before. And I was like, it looks like a horror movie. I'll probably watch it on my own. And then she was like, you want to watch it? I'm like, sure. She clicked on it. I'm like, all right, this is pretty okay. And then it got to the scene where they did like the pep school. And something about the way they were like being positive, like being having a lot of school spirit really put me off. And I was like, turn this fucking movie off. This sucks. Where she's like, we're not going to let them like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah on, on the I school didn't bus. How on the school bus. This like, like divide between Sunnyvale and right, Sunnyside. Right. They didn't explain it very well because they explain it later. Yeah. But like, basically, yeah. When she was like, you know, just being annoying, and I was like, fuck this. This is this is just gonna be a bunch of like annoying teenagers like being like spoiler school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways. I'm very happy I finished it, though, because the next day I was like, Carlos, you need to watch this. Yeah, I remember it. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And I watched it. I was like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I was like, when's the next one? And I'm so glad I waited and did watch the next one. I love that they didn't, like, wait months. Yeah, so am I. Oh, my God. I wouldn't have been – I probably wouldn't have watched the second one. And then Uh, because – the first one is easily out of the three, in my point of view, the worst one. I don't know if it's, it's really, easily. really good, but like compared to the other two, I I think yeah. it's not as strong. I would give this one an eight six. Yeah, I'd I'd give it an eight five or eight. Actually, I'd give it an eight three. Wow. All right. Um, it's solid, really good, but on its own, uh, it's only okay. Yeah, I agree. And then now we go into nineteen seventy eight. But like, I think. There's something about it though, like, cause like you know, with it comes to Netflix horror movies, um, I haven't really watched any besides this. Like, in, in general, Netflix is usually not great with horror movies. Oh, they're horrific. Um, and I was when I saw that they did this, I was like, it's probably gonna have insane Stranger Things vibes, mm-hmm. because that went so well, and like that's sort of some idea, you know, the sort of timepiece thing mm-hmm. with a little bit of horror there. Yeah. So I was expecting like a lot of like Stranger Things type shit. And they it wasn't. It was really a completely like different, unique thing. It had oh, yeah. some aspects to it that were kind of similar, like and they had some of the some of the same actors from it. But other than that, other than that, like some of the special effects, it really did not feel too much like it was like a, just a Stranger Things movie. Yeah, which is good, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, and at first, I I will I admit I was kind of disappointed in a couple things in the first one like when they revealed that the killers can't be killed mm-hmm. i was like this sucks like because there's something about like only if a couple killers in my mind get a pass on like michael myers mm-hmm. Jason. right like this idea that you can kill them is something that's but they're I just think very cool you know i think that's why gigalos and movies like maniac and the new york river and stuff are so cool because it's just like a or so like fucked up because it's just a regular person. Yeah, it's just like deranged. It's not like this supernatural thing. 
However, I did come to love that. And I was actually a little disappointed in the Nightwing Killer in the first one. I was just like, this is kind of a throwaway. I didn't realize he would be the second one would be about him. And, and I, versus when I saw him from the very beginning, I was like, I love how he looks. Yeah, well, I like the way he moved and the way he swung the axe and stuff. I was like, yeah. that guy looks cool. But, like, he was just dressed very generically. The burlap sack. I liked – what I liked about the burlap sack, I loved how it was tight to yeah. his face. Yeah, that, that, that was very cool. Uh, that's something I did like, but it was just like in my head, it's like, all right, you're you're making this whole library of killers. You have a very unique one in Rose Ruby Lane, sorry, um, the Grifter, the Grifter, very unique. But the Milk. three that they p- showed in that one were the Nightwing Killer, the Scream guy, ripoff Ryan, and Rose Ruby. Um, wait, what was the other guy? Uh, the Ryan, the the main killer. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. You know, right, right. um. And I was like, okay, so two of these are like blatant, you know, kind of copycats, and one's a really unique, really cool one. And and when they're showing them, the milkman really caught my eye. Yeah. And that little kid really caught my eye, who overall is very disappointing in his portrayal. Just walking around hitting his baseball bat against his feet. I'm like, yeah. Anyways, that's. And then the obviously the priest, and I was just like, I felt like it was like the ones I, that stood out for me were, uh, Nightwing and. The priest, yeah, and, priest. and the grifter, yeah, the grifter, because they barely showed him. They were just like grifter guts girls, and he's drowning a bitch in the fucking. River. And you just see like the, it's like exactly. very fast. And you just see the like yeah, the like arms, like yeah, yeah the mask, mask and the mask, flailing, flailing arms, arms flashing all around him. Man. Yeah, just I was I saw that I was like oh my yeah that's god. Funny. And then honestly the kid that one because he's like beating in another kid's brains. That's his brother, yeah. and he's wearing this mask. Cause apparently he's all deformed and shit. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it was like the, the older killers were obviously more enticing because I'll say this before and I'll say it again, I'll say it a million times, we need more period piece slashers. Yes. Anybody, please. Do it. Make it. We Make like it. to see it. Yeah. Anyways. What were we saying? What did it make stand out from the other Netflix horror shit? So yeah, I just, I just, I'm just happy in general, like the way they did it. Yeah, I, it was, it stood out as a good slasher film, and it also stood out as just a good horror film and a good movie because they got yes. good actors, they got good production, everything was, it was solid. I agree, zero complaints, and it got me very excited for the second one, which honestly, I was out of all of them, 1978, I think is everybody's favorite, including mine, but that was when I was least excited for. Going back to what same, I said earlier. Same. Actually, same. Like, I was not looking. I was like, 1666 yeah. is going to be really cool. I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I'm like, this is just going to be a bootleg every horror movie from the from the 80s. Where it's like at a camp, or it's like a bunch of teens, and a, a dude in a sack. You know. But, like, oh my god. Alright, let's start it off. Let's not do like a full recap of the movie, because we're doing spoilers anyway. So these people probably already seen it, or they don't, you know. Yeah. Basically. If you haven't seen it. Too bad. It starts, the movie starts, they go to see Berman's house, and she starts telling the story. And that's where it flips back to 1978. They're at a camp called Camp Nightwing. Um, Tommy is, like, the main bitch's boyfriend. Cindy. That's Cindy uh, Berman. Ziggy's sister and Ziggy is. Ziggy's her little sister. Yeah, that's where. And they don't specify. They just say, my sister is dead. So you spend the whole movie trying to figure out. Who's who, yeah? Who's C? If C. Berman, Cindy Berman, yeah. or Ziggy Berman? Because like at first she's like it's Cindy Berman, C. Yeah. Berman, but yeah. then it's like, but you're like, he acts more like Ziggy, and then in your head you're like Ziggy's maybe Ziggy died, and then Cindy exactly like, started to be more right. li- yeah, and started to be more like her, you know? Yeah. Because um, Cindy's very proper and nice, and like Tommy grabs her ass when they're kissing, and, and she's she like, said, "Oh my god, you can't do that." And not she was yet. Like, and when her friends were fucking and smoking weed, she was like, "How dare you?" Yeah. So she's very like proper, and her sister's more of like a rebellious type. Yeah. And her sister's getting like the kids are calling her a witch. She's very like outcast, pariah. Yeah, very much bullied, but she's, but the one of the counselors. Nick Good, who is the sheriff yeah. in the first one, mm-hmm. um, so that keep mind going back. He has a crush on on Ziggy, and so tries to look out for her and vouch for her and all that. And not to incriminate Nick, they're both like like they're like a year apart because she's in her last year of being a camper, and he's in his first year of being a counselor. Yes. So it's not like it's a, not like, like the uh, first the movie. first movie now. Um, yeah, so I was like, is Netflix really doing this two movies in a row? <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> it's real. Like, it's like, you guys were already under fire with so many movies. You really want to do this again? <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
thankfully that yeah. was the case. And they specified that in this one. So So then um basically what happens is uh they're these mean girls are trying to kill um Ziggy. Not kill her. Well they want that one girl wanted to kill her. Afterwards, after they start fighting, Ziggy yeah. was just going to kill her. Basically, but she was going to burn her. She burned her arm, and then Ziggy goes to the nurse. Yes. Who, they go, Nurse, nurse Lane. Lane. And I go, that's Ruby Lane's mom. And I had completely forgotten about yeah. Ruby Lane's existence. <laughs> so. And I was like, that's so cool. And, and then, I was like, okay. <laughs> and then. uh like Steve Rule. S. S. And then basically Ruby Lane's mom is the only, like, she's still obviously reeling from the death of her daughter eight years before. And so she got really interested and into the whole thing from the curse. Because, yeah, it's like the curse curse. is like, it's just like this big uh, urban legend in the town. Yeah. It's like one of those things where every single time it happens, the narrative is... Hope it's a witch. Uh, well, uh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. from like the police and all the officials is the person went crazy. Yeah, shady cider went crazy. Yeah, and it's because they specify that because a lot of times the town in intermixing with the towns and the yeah. Sunnyvale is always like, oh, goddamn shady cider is always crazy. Yeah, and that is one of the main things in this movie too with the camp. They have capture the flag night. Yeah, where it's shady side versus Sunnyvale, and the yeah. whole time it's like, oh, Sunnyvale, we've never lost. Let's yeah. beat shady side again. Ha <laughs> ha. Fuck yeah. you. And then, um, basically, what were we saying? Oh yeah, basically yeah. So, um, obviously the mom is like, my daughter was normal. One day, and the next day, she killed all her friends and herself. But then she goes – at one point, they're cleaning the mess hall to prepare for this whole thing, yeah. right? And the nurse comes in with a knife mm-hmm. and is pointing to the boyfriend, Tommy, mm-hmm. saying – sort of freaked out. Yeah. Saying – Your name's on the wall. One way or the other, you're dying tonight. You're di- right? You are going to die tonight. Right? Yeah. She tries to kill him. Yeah. But then he defends himself, knocks out – sort of by just knocking out Nurse Lane. Yeah. Like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, and then, and then for the rest of the night, he's sort of freaked out and paranoid. Yeah, he's, and then he starts feeling sick. Yeah. And you start to see him kind of get worse and worse and worse until they find the witch's lair. The witch's house. The witch's house. And, like, basically, they show it in the first one, the names appearing on the wall. On the stone wall and yeah, in this little, like, weird, there. like, ritual room. Yeah. Where there's, like, a candle in the middle and this weird insignia. Mm-hmm. Um, And so they find this – so – Cindy and her friend. The friend's name is Alice. Uh, Alice. Um, she, Alice finds this room, mm-hmm. and she brings Cindy on set and points shows out points out Tom, Tommy, the boyfriend's name, mm-hmm. on the wall. She said, "Yeah, I don't know what this means, but it can't be good, or yeah. some shit like that." Yeah, and Cindy's like, "You fucking wrote that." And she's like, "How did I?" S- Put it in she's she's like, she was like, yeah. I have thick nails, and I know we haven't been close, but even my nails can't write that in, that deep into stone. Yeah, and then they go back out where the boyfriends are chilling, Tommy. Yeah, cause Alice's dude. boyfriend and Tommy, um, and joking around, and Tommy starts to sort of get a bit weird. Yeah, and the boyfriends are sort of like, hey, you good? Yeah. And Tommy stands up and goes over and reaches for an axe. And at this point, Cindy and Alice come back out. Yeah, they're, they're And then the boy's like, dude, what's up? What are you doing? Why well, you got that axe? And then Tommy turns around, looks him, and then fucking splits his head in half. That was fucking awesome. That was so fucking cool. Glorious, and as drum dums would say. Oh, my God, dude. It was just so perfect. And then, it, oh, my God. It was like, and I loved, and then he goes on a killing rampage. He kills kids. They don't show that, but they show the aftermath of, like, glasses and a full of blood and brains. Fucking limbs chopped up in pools of blood, and they're clearly kids' limbs, which is brutal as fuck. Yeah. And that's another thing. This movie really did not pull many punches. Yeah, like, they fucking, ki- in the camp, like, one of the first kills is there's this little kid that Tommy had been, like, really nice to. He was, like, one of the, a nerdier, chubbier kid, and Tommy's yeah. really nice to him. And he sees Tommy coming over. He's like, hey, are, are you okay? And then Tommy fucking murders yeah, him. Murders they don't show it. Yeah. But they, so they show, show like, swinging the axe. They show him swinging the axe. And then later they, when they find find out, they show a pool of blood in the kid's glasses. Yeah. Which is very Lord of the Flies. Yeah. That could be a reference. I think it might be. Probably. Because there, no, there were no adults at that camp besides Nurse Lane. Right. 
That's what that was an issue out of the movie. I'm like, where are the adults? Like, it's like in every one of these movies. Fucking, what's the one? Madman, right? Max or whatever, uh, disappears. Fucking. At least you know what, my bloody Valentine. Yeah. At least there were adults and they were trying to figure shit out while right. it was all going down. That movie did right. a very good job of keeping it realistic in that sense. Yeah. Oh, the end of that movie is creepy. What as fuck. damn party? <laughs> I know we meme that, but like seriously, the end of that movie where he starts singing and shit. That's, that's a good one. Um. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. My um, bloody Valentine. <laughs> um, and then, uh, it's fucking cold in here, dude. Shut the fuck up. Stop playing. Um. Yeah, so basically Tommy goes on a killing spree. Alice and Cindy are trying to figure all this shit out. And then Nick and Ziggy are together when it all starts going down and they run around together. Tommy axes some chick's head that was like a hippie girl. Um, yeah. They show that because she was a counselor. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the kills. Basically. And then they think, and then at one point they're trying to, they're running from Tommy. I think Ziggy's running from Tommy. Yeah. And hide, she hides in a closet. And then sort of jumps up behind Tommy with a burlap sack, tries to choke him out. And for a second, it seems like it works. And she's walking away. And then he gets up and turns around in the mask. And that's how he gets the burlap sack mask. Yeah, it's, and it's, he, super it's just tight super on tight on his face because so she tried to choke him out with it. Awesome. And all while this is happening, Alice and Cindy are realizing that underneath the camp is where all this witches like signia that's actually a map and like everything that's the curse and the hand is down there right and basically what happens is ziggy bleeds on the hand she sees the witch same way as what's her face and it's basically when you bleed on the bones you no see. not ziggy alice no ziggy bleeds on it alice touches the uh demon uh, heart oh, that right. causes her to see all the dead bodies um, um and then alice gets got which is sad yes it, it was actually pretty sad and then cindy the whole movie said that she couldn't kill her boyfriend and then split his head open. Yeah, she killed him twice. No, she cut his head off. Yeah, she cut his head off with a fucking shovel. Yes, and was like both on screen, why won't you die? Yeah, so it's kind of like you see her kind of evolve as a character. Yeah. And Alice reveals some stuff about herself, like being depressed and cutting herself. And like, she, like that part where she was saying the only person she ever loved just got his head split in half. Right. That was like they did a very good job of character development. They this, really did, which was a lot of people's main critique of the person. There's like zero. Yeah, I agree. Character, and I I also agree with that. And then basically, it's same shit that happens at the end of the movie, and this is cool. Cindy and Ziggy are the last two survivors because all the most of the kids get off on a bus. Yeah, and they're trying to basically rebury the hand with the rest of the body, but they're digging, digging, and can't find the body. Yeah, by the tree where so she was hung. Bury the hand. So they just bury the hand, and the ki- all the killers are surrounding them. And so they just start running. And then I think Cindy got got by Tommy. Tommy, And then Ziggy got got by the milkman. Which? At which point Nick Good runs up and resuscitates Ziggy. Yeah. And so Ziggy is C. Berman. And, um... And he, bl- they, there was some scenes where, where, where Ziggy basically at this point knew that it was the curse. And she told Nick, and Nick basically was like, "I believe you." Um, and then this time, this is just like her, like she confirmed it with him, and he was like, "I know." Um, and then later, when the police show up and ask what happened, he just said, "Tommy went crazy." Yeah, and I think I thought it was cool how the milkman. He did that thing where if you notice in the clip where they show him killing like the housewives, yeah. he's like kind of a creep. And then this one he does it too and you really see it in the fucking third movie. But he like sniffs them and like is very sexual with his killing in a weird way. And um, I don't know, maybe it's something like where they're kind of conscious during the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. it's like if you notice Ryan, while he was killing them, like if when she took the mask off, it, it looked like he was almost sad. And when Sam mm-hmm. tried to kill Dina and she realized it was somebody she loved, she stopped. She, like, snapped out of it. Right. Which, and then, like, the milkman, he was probably just a fucking perv. And then that happened, and he's just like, all right, let's just roll with <laughs> yeah. it. Um, yeah, and probably. It was, the only one that wouldn't make really sense is Tommy because he was a good guy. And then, you know, that just happened, and he became, like, merciless. But Merciless concept. 
It's a very merciless concept. <laughs> yeah, it is. Anyways, um, that's just my stupid little theory. But uh, how do we rate this one? I'd give it a high rating, man. Give it a nine seven. Not that high, because I'm thinking of like where, how far the ca- I'm thinking in the term. I'm this is, again. This is one thing I do. I, I think I said this in the deli reviews, like about like Dave Portnoy that I appreciate is when he does his review, he's placing it where he's put other reviews. Okay, that's fair. So I'm thinking ahead, like okay, where do I get where I'm putting the last one? So I'm putting this one at like a nine, nine, like an eight, nine, nine, eight, eight, nine, nine, two. I was gonna say nine, two, nine, two. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I forgot to upload that. I'm a Google Drive. Um, so that's a good one. And then the third one. But oh, so basically at the end, they flip back to 94. They realize they got to put the hand with the bones. The 94 people found the bones. Cindy knows where the hand is. The hand's now got a maul on it, top of it. But the tree where the hand was buried is still there under this moss. Yeah, which is the one part that I think we all can agree on. It's like kind of yeah, like iffy. Like, yeah, really the, the hands, they, they read, they tore down, bulldoze his whole camp. The tree being there, yeah, that makes that's fine. That that can happen. But yeah, the totally hand right. still being buried under it, like really, yeah. like yeah, fuck that. Anyways, so basically they find it, and then I think the only explanation actually about that could be like maybe like the people who were building it saw the hand, knew the curse, the whole story, and were like, "I'm not fucking touching that," and just left it be. That could be it, and it was also under the moss, which wasn't right. there previously. And then I read a theory online that we'll get into once we want to. 1666. So basically, right. at the end of part two, Dina bleeds on the bones, and then sh- you see her transported back to 1666, and she is now Sarah Fear. No, because uh, so yeah, they found the bone and re, re- put yeah, it back with the uh, uh, rest of the body, and then this allowed Sarah Fear to tell her story. So this yeah. whole time, you're like Sarah Fear's a bitch, and this is something that, and the way they did was perfect. But I was kind of pissed off because I'm like, I don't want them to humanize her because. I'm like, she's like this horrible, evil witch. I don't right. want them to try and make me feel but sympathy. But the way they did it was pretty good. It was perfect. Because. Absolutely But, perfect. like, I, I was similar in the sense that, like, once once they transported back and it was Dina as which I was like, mm-hmm. I have a feeling they're not going to. Because the whole point of it with Dina's character was that she's, like, a really good person, loving mm-hmm. person. And even when she was trying to write, like, a hate note to Sam in the first movie, it's revealed at the end of that movie that she changed it all to I love you still. Yeah. Um. So, like, she just, the whole point is that she's a good-natured person. Yeah. So, I was like, once they show that it is Dina as the witch, I was like, it's, something's different where the witch isn't evil. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I'm not even, like, like if you make me feel bad for the killer, that's, like, I don't even mind that, like, maniac. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the end is kind of like when you think about it, it's pretty heartbreaking. So like he was abused horrifically by his mom to yeah. the point where he needed to do that. It's yeah. not an excuse, but you know, like it, where it's just like like the world had almost failed him in a sense. Exactly. And it's like I don't want that for this lady who's like because when you really think about how many families suffered because the because killings, of the curse, because yeah. usually the people that are dying are young but or moms. That's why or, it's know. interesting. Yeah, because so basically it's such so off all these kids in a what was it a Puritan town. Yeah. Um, they have this party, I guess, like sort of once a year, where they go get steal these hallucinogenic berries from this uh, lady who is a widow and kind of sort of an actual witch. Yeah, she's like got this Satan book. Yeah, and Dina flips through it. It's like, what the fuck is that? And Dina is also friends so, with sorry, this not guy Dina. named Solomon not Good. Not Dina. Uh, who's uh, Sarah. Sarah Fear. Played by Dina. And then Solomon Good, who's Nick Good's ancestor, his wife and child pass away, and he's supposed to marry Dina. But Dina... But no, Fear. they think that they're gonna... That, yeah. that, they're, that they love well, each other and they want to get married. Well, she doesn't love him, but he kind of loves yeah, her. Yeah, he does love her, and she does care about him. Yeah. And she, is close yeah. friends with him, but... She, she she's is a secretly a lesbian with the which past they get daughter. caught and which everyone is pissed off about um well they get well they get caught and are accused of it and at the same time the pastor's starting to go crazy yeah he's like got like the typical things the flies the bullshit and this is the point where you're like sarah hasn't done anything besides make out with another girl yeah why is this who did this exactly and you start to think maybe it wasn't her in the first place right um and at this point i'm trying to connect the dots we got we've just we gotta say the spoiler okay so basically i was thinking about the point where what when she's like do we do this and then solomon's like if you want you have to want to invite the devil i'm like how does he know that and I'm like, it's Solomon. 
I think for me, it was one of those, like, I think it's Solomon, but I really don't want it to be, so I'm yeah, going to not he, believe it. He was it. really cool. Yeah, I really liked him. Yeah. He Even at one point, like, uh, Sarah was running away from everybody because mm-hmm. they, they decided to blame uh, her and Sam on it, and he hid her from them, yeah. from the mob. And she but, stumbled upon but, this. But let's get, let's get to the priest. So, yeah, the priest. Oh, my God. So, yeah. basically, there was one day, right after the, he had the talk with Dean about this, I think. It was the uh, night after they kissed and they yeah. were caught. Yeah, so so Solomon had just had this talk with Dina. Yeah. And then er- they suddenly hear a loud commotion outside. They run outside. Everyone's sitting in the church. It's like, what happened? Like, the priest brought all the kids into the church and locked them in. And so... Everyone's trying to get in. So Solomon and, one, and a couple other guys go to the side, and Solomon picks up a pitchfork and runs to the side with another couple guys and starts slamming the door and finally gets it open. And he's basically tells him to wait outside. He walks in, sees all the kids sitting in the pews. Yeah, just kind of like looking like they were praying. And the, the priest on the, the pedestal mm-hmm. with some sort of metallic thing yeah, just like a, tapping. Yeah, it was kind of just it was like a menacingly, st- st- menacingly. St- 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 like kind of like, you know, like when like you're pissed off and you're tapping a pencil. Yeah. Like kind of just like, you fucked up. And then so he's looking around, someone's looking around and then he looks down the center and sees a pile of eyeballs. Yeah. And then, and then he looks over mm-hmm. and all the kids had their eyes gouged out. And the priest has his eyes gouged out. And then everyone comes running in, all everyone finding their Parents, kids screaming. Yeah. yeah. And then you just hear the priest say, "I have eyes in the back of my head." He says that. Isn't that what he said? No, he said that when he was still a good person. No, he said that when he was dead. He said something. He said something about the to, to like Dean and Sarah, and he tried to kill her. Which then no, but when he right before the, he, he turned when he turned around. Ah, right? uh, nah. Um, Should have had that set up before. That's so good. Um, basically, he says something, uh, and then Solomon stabs him. Yeah, because he goes over to kill Dina all, or Seraphira all of a sudden. Here's the question: Why did he die? Yeah, I never understood that. How he never came back? Maybe it's a maybe. Well, you know, the devil is implicated in all this, so maybe that's just what they wanted. That's yeah, it. he got his blood and. You know, yeah, so that's it. Killed. It's done. You know, that's kind of how it is. Yeah, because it bothered me that you never. There's also a scene when it went back to 1964. Yeah. When they're all looking around each other, like, like, uh, that he's here because they hear someone like coming in, thinking like, like all the kill when the, all the kills are trapped. Mm-hmm. You see the milkman and all the other guys looking at each other, like excited about something. I was, re- and you hear someone coming, which turned out to be Nick Good because it went silent, and they're like, "Why is it quiet?" No, but the, but the killers like had a look like they knew what was who was coming and they were excited. And then Nick Good came in. I thought, and I was so excited. I thought the priest was. Gonna I know come that would have been sick. Like uh, if he was like the if he was the like, head like honcho the final of the killers. Boss. Yeah, right. That was sad they didn't reason. I'm hoping that they have some content related to him out there. Just in general, some more content on this series. Everybody, like they had to know, everybody's gonna like him the most. Yeah, he was so. Even going back to the first thing, he wasn't even included in that document in that little like clipping. Yeah, because then they were like, "Who's that?" And it's just a picture of him, no eyes, and then the kids like it's Cyrus Miller. He cut out the eyes of kids, and they show the tapping thing. Um, but anyways, so sixteen sixty six. Oh yeah, so basically, but also when you think about it, they they had no reason. For the killer to keep to stay alive and not go into right. that weird heart thing, right? Because there was nobody who's there. There's no reason for they had no one to, to stay on the chase. Yeah. yeah, but so that's where it start. That's also where we finally understand how and why it's all happening. Solomon yeah. made a deal with the devil because his life sucked. Yes, and what that did was it automatically built this room. Yeah, and all he had to do was say a name. Mm-hmm. The name would appear on stone, and that person would. Go crazy, usually kill someone, and then kill himself. And he would get power. And know. he would get power and wealth and things that he wanted. And his family would as well. As long as they kept doing that. And so one years. member would oh, every. Every few years have to do it. Yeah. And that's ha- why Nick Good 
became sheriff, and his brother became mayor. But the brother had no idea about any of this because Nick was the kind of chosen one. And, he's, right, okay. and, they, and they said that in 78 where he's like— Oh, they did say that. Yeah, where he's like, you're carrying on the tradition now. It's all on you. Oh, uh, yeah, because I missed that. I was like, how does the mayor not yeah, part of this? Because it's just like the one kid. Um, and, um, but yeah, and then he, but then that's also why Ziggy didn't die. Because he wanted her to live. Yes. Um, and then basically the way they ended it was by killing Sarah Fear. Oh yeah, well the way they ended six and six is but they would they killed Taylor Fear, but as she was being hanged, mm-hmm. she basically said that it was all her fault and that she bewitched Sam, so they let Sam go. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Sam anymore. Uh, Mary. Mary. Yeah. Some nineteen sixty version of Sam. Yeah. Uh, and she looked Solomon was the one who tied her up to be hung, and she looked him and and just told him, um, that she will haunt. Him forever and his family forever, and that one day the world will know the true story, which is why when, uh, like Ziggy bleeded yeah. on the hand, bled on the hand, and they they <laughs> bleeded, bleeded, <laughs> she bled on the hand, and anything like that happened with her body, they would get flashbacks to all the killing. Yeah, because it, it was they uh, they didn't even know that they would just get flashbacks to her, and they were like she's angry, and they don't know why. Yeah. That's why they still thought it was she was the cause of it, and then yeah, basically also Dina basically like while while out. Solomon while while uh she was trying to fight Solomon to get him to yeah, she, he cut his hand uh, he cut her hand off yeah. that's how she lost and, the hand and it was reality. almost like the hand was like that whole plot line was almost not irrelevant because bringing uniting the bones kind of but it was it was in a cool way making yeah. that a, it wasn't like it was like oh fuck everything like, that they thought was true completely false and that's why i think this movie will be really interesting to rewatch but also really annoying yeah i agree because it's like at least for 94 you're just gonna be like literally nothing in this movie is correct right um so i and then it goes back to 1994 part two where so so now it's dina sam the the no dina the brother and cindy uh cindy uh sorry Ziggy Berman, I forgot her actual real name. And the and janitor. they got <laughs> the janitor of the mall, which is a little bit of a wild card to throw in, but yeah. I appreciate it. Well, he's in the mall, and the mall's with a hand, all the shit. But the so. reason why was because uh, Sheriff Good had framed him for a bunch of shit, yeah. got him arrested a bunch, so he really didn't like Nick Good. And so they basically recruited him to help uh, kill him. Yeah, and then... um. This is the point where I liked him as a character. However, I feel like 94 Part 2 was almost, it just was like, it, it got to the point where if it just didn't capture me the same way. Right. Like, there wasn't much suspense. There's a lot of serious comic relief, which almost took me out of it. And right. I wasn't that huge on it. Okay. And it they had some cool stuff though because they showed a lot more of the killer. They showed the grifter who turned out to be like eight feet tall, which I thought was super fucking yeah. badass. And then there's one scene where they uh, we're running low. On yeah, I know we're halfway because we're at forty. Okay, so that means it's yeah. a good time to really start wrapping this up. All right, and then basically they get the killers to, like battle royale each other for like a minute. Yeah, by covering them in uh, Dina's blood. Yeah, so they're all thinking so to each other. And are, this was. The cool, in my point of view, the coolest part because, like, I'm sorry, but don't you always think, like, when, like, if that hadn't happened, the you know, the argument would have been yeah. who would, who's the best one. Yeah, and it's like the Freddy versus Jason, and the funny part was they all killed each other. Yeah, they all died. Um, but it was awesome. It was I, fucking sick. That was the greatest scene. It was awesome, and like, it was like if you notice, the milkman fucking licked someone's ear while he was stabbing them. I didn't notice. Oh, that. I saw it. It was so. I need to go back and rewatch yeah, all these scenes. Now. It was like, oh, it was really cool. Anyways, and then basically, long story short, Nick Good touches the hand, sees all the dead bodies, gets stabbed in the eyeball. Everything's back to normal, and then at the end, the the portal, everywhere, whatever, the the thing closes. closes up, and then at the very very end, you see a pair of pale hands grab the fucking book, book. which is the secret to all that. Yeah. And it's almost like, here's my issue, though, because I took forensics. They sh- they would have bagged that book. They yeah, they definitely would have bagged they, that they, book. They, there's a crime scene thing there. 
And then basically, at the, then you show Sam and Dina leaving Nick Good's house, which is built on top of the Satan place, or the witch place. And, and then the mayor gets struck by a truck. Yeah. Now, this is where I disagree with Drum Dums. Drum Dums is like, oh, that's convenient. Like, you forget one big aspect. It's the whole thing. If it's a curse, right? Yeah. And the whole point is that they just kill, finished off the curse and the thing's not closed. Yeah. It probably has to do with that curse. That that happened. I think I think it's not supposed to. Be, I think it's meant to be like that. No, it's that now the Sunnyvale people aren't protected by the curse anymore. In the sense oh, that they don't benefit yeah. from it anymore, and bad shit's gonna start happening there. Right, and it's just gonna go back to normal. It's like the it's equal. You know, again. The immunity it, is gone. The immunity for them is gone, yeah. and but then it's like it's not like Sunny Sunnyvale's gonna go to shit. But like shady sides gonna get better, and Sunnyvale's yeah, gonna go. It'll, it'll so level out. It'll level out again. Um, it's a normal town. It's yeah. So it's like because they probably grew up their whole lives just. And I don't even know if that was the mayor. They don't because then they show the mayor on TV being like. Yeah, but I, like I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like that's supposed yeah, to be the case. Yeah, it's a rich person who like backs out because their whole life they never had to look back when they're backing out because there's never any car crashes because Sunnyvale's perfect. And then a truck strikes them, and you're just like, what the fuck? And it's kind of like that. I don't know how Drum Dums missed that one, but yeah, he does. He did a very good job analyzing. There was a couple things that I wanted to mention. All right. uh, one of them was I read an IGN article that was kind of breaking it down, and they said that the that that moss represented the love of Dina, and because like uh, Seraphir is buried with a piece of that moss right. from uh, uh, what's her face, right, right, hat. Um, and they had a really interesting point that I was. Let me look it up because it was like really. I I it. somehow never figured it out that that's where the moss came from. From the flower on her hair. I'm a bit of a dingus. I'm a metal dingus. Oh, it was like who grabbed the book at the end? They were saying it might have been that girl who. Uh, Which girl? The brother was messaging. Oh yeah, you said that. Yeah. That's interesting. I hope it isn't, because I think that would be a cool thing. But at the same time, it would make a lot of sense. I could see why they'd want to do that. Um, and I thought it was really cool how they showed that clip of all the different good family members. Yeah. And the ritual and the associated killers with that. Um, I thought that was cool. And it showed, like, Nick as a kid doing it. Yeah. I wonder why he picked Tommy, though. Me too. Well, you know what it was? Because he was the last person you'd expect. Because Ziggy was like, my girlfriend's virgin, perfect boyfriend. That's why. Oh, I also, we never mentioned how cool it was that he didn't get the mask till the end. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was, I thought, fucking awesome. It was the fact that he dropped that. Remember, because he drops the note off at C. Berman's house? Yeah, saying it's happening. It was to keep her from interfering with it. Because he knew she would just stay. She would just Yeah. Hide. And she had like 50 locks on her doors. Right, he right, knew that right. would prevent her from. And that's why he was so shocked when he saw her in the mall. He's like, you're here? That's, I didn't even think about Neither that. Did I. I was like, that's genius. That's, that is genius. So I, I'm excited to rewatch it and look for those little things. Yeah, Sam, I'm definitely rewatching. So, what did you think of number three in the more read the whole series? Number three, uh, you know, I genuinely actually liked 1994 Part Two, which when they went back, I know a lot of people didn't. I you, liked you didn't it. like it as much. I know. I I thought it like it's cool, but it just it was just kind of like uh, I don't know. It's like it it makes me feel weird. I need to think on it more. I but. I personally really liked it. And so overall, I think that was my that became my favorite of them all. Oh, really like some of these books. Um, oh wait. Shit, now I'm rethinking everything because seventy eight, like that was my favorite killer for sure. It did that. Give well. me a minute. Hold on, I need to rethink my my rating for seventy eight. Maybe. I'm gonna tell you right now. You should watch The Witch if you like. You know what? Seventy eight. I need to change my rating. 
because I think you were right. I think 70, I'd put 9, 7, 66, I'd put 9, 2. I don't know if I would go 9, 7. I think I'm going to go 9, 2 for 78 and then 9 for 16, 66. And then you did what? 8, 2. I'll bump it up to an 8, 4. four you did 8, 6. Did I? I did 8, 6. And I did 8, 3. I got the 3 low. All right. And then overall, I think as a series, I think it gets a 10 because they did three fucking awesome movies. Ten. Like as a series, I have zero problems with this. It is a ten out of ten. Very first review, ten out of ten. Yeah, but it's like a movie uh, could could be like an like have three eight out of tens, and I'll give it like a nine five because it's right. hard to do three eight three eight out of tens. This had two near perfect movies and one very solid one. Yeah, so that that, that gets a, that gets a ten out of ten for me, boys. And boys, it's just it's really really fucking good. Yeah. So I would say watch it. Watch it. If you made it to the end watch of this, it. we spoiled everything for you. You should watch this movie. You should watch it. You should, watch it. You should at least see what we're talking about. And you'll understand it more. It's so good. It's, it's really so fucking, fucking really good. Fucking good. I haven't stopped thinking about it. Neither have I. Every, after every movie, I'm I just could not stop I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed there's not another one. I know. I'm very sad. So I hope these movies do well, because the um, director especially wants to do more. We need more. But hey, honestly, hey, director of Fear Street, I'm, I'm talking to you. Make more. We fucking love this shit. Yeah, it, it doesn't care if it's popular or not. We want it. All right. Anyways, let's yeah, go. Yeah, we matter. So now let's let's take a quick second to reset, restart. Four. The Metal Ministries Podcast presents. <laughs>